Welcome to the JBuck Podcast. Today is October 6, 2020. And today I want to discuss why you want that addiction, why you don't want to make that behavioral change that's been eating at you and that you know you need to change. I've just been sweeping the floor of my house and having these ideas come into me and I need to record a quick podcast and share my thoughts. So here we go. We all have things about ourselves that we know are not perfectly polished. We all have those addictions that we know we need to overcome, but it's just easier not to. We know there's things that we have to change, but at the end of the day, we don't really want to. And the problem with not wanting to is if you don't want to do something, you don't have the energy to do it. There has to be an alignment of, there has to be a rock bottom moment where your physical body says, you know, I'm actually ready to change. When the physical body is is recognizing that the behavior really isn't going to be a good long-term solution, that's when the physical body starts to feel like it's time to change. Unfortunately, our conscious mind is well aware of our need to change far ahead of the time when our physical body catches up to the similar type of belief. Ultimately, if the behavior is harmful enough, the physical body is going to have to make a choice. Do you want that high that comes from the addiction Or do you want to live? And hopefully, and usually, the body gets to that moment where it says, I want to live. But if it's not to that moment yet, how do we encourage ourselves to change? How do we battle those addictions? I believe that addictions come because we do not trust in goodness. It is goodness that gives us life. It's goodness that gives us energy. And I like to think of goodness as the spirit of God (laughs) because I have a theological way of explaining my environment. And so I like to use theological words like God or source. And from a biblical perspective, we have to choose which God we serve, right? Do we choose to serve that which will be good for us? God that wants us to have life and more abundant life? Or do we want to suffer and to die? Sometimes we actually choose to suffer and to die. And the reason why that is, is because we lose trust in goodness. We lose trust in the good, that God is good. If there is a God, that he's good. Instead, we begin to believe that it's not worth it. We don't even really want to try. It's hard to improve if there's a part of you that's kind of okay with giving up. And that happens because sometimes we get hurt. And when we get hurt, we have a decision to make. Are we going to trust in goodness and get over it? Or are we going to sit and lick the wound for a while? And while sitting and licking the wound is is a good thing to take time out to do, in fact, taking time out to lick our wounds is going to help us treat the root of our addiction. We have to make a choice if we still believe in the goodness of God. After all, our creator created us, put us here. If you don't believe in that, then at least your parents did. Maybe your parents weren't that great or maybe they were but when we're hurt and everybody's been hurt before everyone knows what it's like to be hurt 
we have to choose if we believe in goodness. Sometimes we lose faith. Sometimes when we've been hurt, we get to a point where it's been long enough or hurt bad enough that we stop having faith in that same spirit, that same energy that would make us do the right thing normally. But because we've been hurt, we choose the wrong. We start choosing to love that addiction, which is causing us harm, more than loving that behavior that would give us more health. And when we love something that isn't good, that's where our treasure is. That's where our heart is. And that's what we're going to sow and that's what we're going to reap. And we usually don't like to reap the bad things. But forcing our heart to believe in goodness when you've been hurt, that's not something that can be forced. That has to be something that you choose because you want it. So part of overcoming an addiction is letting go the need to change, letting go the attachment to change, and realize that you're going to probably need time to allow yourself to be in a pit for a while. Isn't it a wonderful thing that God lets us choose hell sometimes? Isn't it a wonderful thing? Because if we couldn't, we couldn't heal. We couldn't physically heal. It takes time to physically heal when we've been hurt. When we've been emotionally hurt, a lot of times there is a time where we were physically hurt, even before we can remember, and we associate the emotional pain with the physical pain that happened in the past. And so for, for some people, there may be a relationship problem. And for some people, it's just water off a duck's back. But for other people, it's a big deal. And it drives them to addiction because they're associating that relationship interaction with a past physical pain that they don't even remember. Because that's how the brain works. It associates experiences. And it doesn't differentiate between a physical experience and a relationship or a social experience. All of those if we're, our bodies are working right, all of the different aspects of our lives are supposed to be working as a whole. So some people, the fact that maybe they're more sensitive actually means that they're actually more whole than those who dissociate and have separate parts of their life. This is my work part of life. This is my church part of life. This is my social part of life. This is my relaxation part of life. This is my addiction part of life. This is my being a good saint part of life. <laughs> well, ultimately, we want to become whole. We want all of our, our aspects of ourselves to work together. Because that brings a feeling of peace. And so we can't just ignore our heart. If our heart has said, I've had enough. Like, life, is, life has really thrown some stuff at me and I really had enough. And I'm okay with dying. The heart can make that choice. And as a conscious, you know, we can go to the doctor and the doctor can say, you know, you're making some bad choices, you know, and, and as a patient, you're saying, I know that, but I can't fix the fact that my heart is not thriving in the world as it is. So there has to be a level of acceptance and disattachment from the addiction, a, a, an amount of allowing the bad behavior. There has to be an amount of allowing it as part of the process to healing and changing it. Because 
it's a heart choice. It stems from pain. And you can't force the heart to love. That would be evil. The heart has to love because it chooses to. Because all goodness springs from love. I think most people can say that love makes the world go round. Love is what gave us our life in the beginning. Love is the, the means by which our creator brought us forth. It's all about love. And if our heart chooses not to love, we have to respect that that's the choice our heart made and we have to release the need to change. We have to release the need to force change. And once we do that, we put ourselves in a position to realign with goodness again because we choose it out of our own free will. And once the heart is given the opportunity to choose for itself, it will choose in the little things. It will choose love again. For example, if you go for a walk and, and breathe the fresh air and enjoy the, the trees outside in nature, it will enliven the heart. If you eat a healthy type of bone broth, <laughs> and vegetables or a type of soothing food that nourishes you, it will help you start to feel better. And so you have to start giving yourselves those opportunities to experience goodness, but not force yourself to choose it. Just putting yourself in those environments, putting yourself in an environment where you're serving someone who has less blessings than you do. Maybe you feel lonely and so your heart is sick and so you're choosing addictions you're choosing things to fill that emotional hole. So maybe you could go visit the elderly. Or maybe you could go take a book to a neighbor who has small kids. And read the book to the kids. And the mom would just love you for that. <laughs> when you start to put yourself in that environment. Where your heart has an opportunity to respond to good things. Your heart will start to choose it. Because everyone has a good heart. And if someone has a bad heart, it's not the heart's fault. It was the environment. Because a heart only has one purpose, and that's to live. And if a heart isn't living, then it's because it's been hurt. And we need to have some compassion there. Sometimes we don't believe that the very creator who created us out of love still has that compassion for us. Sometimes we think God has turned on us and he's become our enemy. Like we've become Job and God's trying to send demons to take away everything we have to test our test our belief in God. And, and I think that's a counterfeit to the true God because the true God is always blessing us no matter what. But we have to lay a hold on those blessings. And when we lose blessings, I like to say that that would come from a bad source. That would come from a conscious mistake. But sometimes it's easier to blame God than a fact that we made a conscious decision to do something and now we're reaping the, the consequences because a lot of times when we make a conscious decision to do something bad, for example, we choose to ingest something and it makes us sick. We didn't mean to. It wasn't on purpose. It was because we're still learning. So when we're experiencing hurt because of something we did and we don't even want to admit it, that can be tough to face. If you can't love yourself, if you can't forgive yourself. Because some people, they have to win at all costs. They have to win at all costs because they're afraid to be wrong. But you can't have peace unless you let yourself make mistakes. Because we're all just learning. That's how we move ahead as, as humanity, is we make mistakes and we learn from it. And it's a beautiful thing. But in the short term, it can be a very ugly thing. 
but that's what makes greatness. So the first thing we need to do is realize that if we're choosing something that's not good for us, that we've been hurt and we've lost our trust in goodness or in God. We've lost that trust. We've just lost trust. And we'd rather trust in a demon than in God. We'd rather trust in something bad than in something good. And that's because we've been hurt. So we have to recognize we've lost trust. We've lost trust in a good God. And there's a Bible verse that says, How knoweth the man the master whom he hath not served? So the way we overcome that breaking of trust is to start serving that God of love again. To put ourselves in environments where we can fill and experience and breathe and see with our eyes and, and smell with our noses and, and hear the beautiful birds and hear with our ears the goodness around us where we can put ourselves in the community so that we can both have a positive impact on those around us and others can have a positive impact on us. It's about rebuilding trust and goodness again. And when you rebuild that trust and goodness, that is when the addiction will lose its power. That is when you will overcome that evil behavior. Because it's not about the behavior, it's about trusting in the principles that bring you life, the love that brought you into the world. Now we've all been, <laughs> we've all been betrayed by people who should have loved us. We've all been hurt. We've all been let down by people. And those things break our trust. But there is a, still hope because we can still choose what environments we put ourselves in today that will rebuild that trust. Whether that's relate, having a relationship with the, the dirt and the rocks and the trees and the garden around you, the animals, the children, the community, there is still good out there. If you're willing to put yourself in that situation and it doesn't have to be long. It could just be, I'm going to make a commitment to smile at someone today. Or I'm just going to make a commitment to wave at someone today. Those tiniest little steps help you rebuild your trust in humanity and your faith. And when you have that trust rebuilt, then you can overcome whatever the weakness is. So those are my thoughts. Thank you for listening. I hope you have heard something that can help you and I hope that you will enjoy listening to some other episodes from the J-Bug podcast. Take care.